Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm your host, Katerina Cormas, mindset and confidence coach for fabulous women just like you. I'm here to help you attract in more of what you desire in life and business, more wealth, more joy, success, confidence, soulmate clients, and all the abundance you can imagine. This podcast is all about your evolution, your evolution to becoming the woman that has all she desires. This is where you become untethered from the fears and the doubts and the limiting beliefs holding you back right now, and instead embodying the mindset, beliefs, thoughts, and actions that will bring you to your next level goals, dreams, and success. If you're ready to step into your next level confidence and fearlessly create the life and business of your dreams, then you're exactly where you're meant to be. This is where you get your weekly dose of paradigm and mindset shifting insights that will help you change the way you see yourself and all you're capable of manifesting in your life and business. So if you're ready to get started, let's begin. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Fearless Female Entrepreneur Podcast. I am super honored and excited to welcome today's guest. I have been waiting and waiting and waiting to have her on my podcast. Um, I am inviting in Chloe Lavana. Chloe is a business, energetics, and wealth coach. Chloe and I met last year when I joined her mastermind. And if there is somebody that's changed my life completely in the last year, it is Chloe. So I'm so excited to invite her on today to share her most powerful story, such an inspiration, how she changed, went from struggle to creating a multiple six-figure business. She is just a ball of energy and light. And so welcome, Chloe. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here on this podcast. And you're right, it's a long time coming. And I'm so glad that I'm finally here doing this with you. Yes, yes. Welcome. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Like we were chatting just before this podcast, just about how powerful your story is and um, the transformation you made and the approach you made from your transformation from your old life of like the nine to five your first business, all of that to what you've created today. Um, you've done it in such a way that you've basically led yourself from within. So I can't wait for you to share your story with everybody. Thank you. Oh my goodness. It has been the biggest journey. So I feel like my journey started around eight years ago with the birth of my first baby and I went on maternity leave with her and it was then that I realized I never wanted to work for anyone again, ever. I was like, never working for anyone again. I'm going to work for myself. I really wanted to be at home. I wanted to watch her grow. I actually went back temporarily to work and it was one of those crying in the toilets moments, didn't want to be there, really wanted to be at home with her, felt like I was missing out on so much. And it was one of those awful moments as well, where we were paying for childcare for her. And my take home at the end of it was just not even making any difference in our lives whatsoever. So it was almost like just paying to have my child go to childcare. That was it. So my first big shift into the world of entrepreneurship came when I decided to go freelance at home. And so right now I'm a business coach. I'm a business energetics and wealth coach. I have a multiple six figure business, but eight years ago, I actually started out as a freelance digital marketer. And that was what I was doing before I had baby. And I was just helping all of these small businesses and also major corporations to really grow a social presence online and to be really seen on social media. I loved it. I loved the job so much. And then a few years later, I pivoted into coaching and it, the, the pivot was so organic. I had so many people um, asking me how I was able to work from home, how I was able to balance working from home with my little one and my job, even though I wasn't earning that much from it, my job gave us everything that I'd ever wanted. It gave us time freedom. It gave us location freedom. It gave us not quite financial freedom, but it could have done if my mindset at the time was in the place that it is now. And it definitely wasn't. Um, but it was giving me a lot more than most people who were working regular nine to five jobs had. And so the questions kept pouring in from people in my life of how I was doing this. And I pivoted into coaching because I found myself just writing endless emails to people that I knew and loved and was friends with, sharing with them all the tips of how they could do this too, how they could work from home, how they could work from anywhere. 
But the biggest shift for me came quite early on in my coaching business. I was very new to coaching. And I just found that my money mindset was holding me back more than I could ever begin to share. At the time, I didn't know it was my money mindset. I didn't know that was the issue. But I had been someone that even though I had what seemed like this incredible life where I was working for myself, I was working at home, I very much could work any time of day and watch my daughter grow. Financially, we were in a position where I was just about getting by and my beliefs were very much, if I want to earn more, I have to add more clients to my roster. If I want to earn more, I have to do more. If I want to earn more, I have to show up more. And this very much led me into a hole of complete and utter burnout. I'm not going to go too deep into this story, but just to keep it very short, my husband um, actually found out that he had cancer around the same week that we found out we were pregnant again with baby number two. Now, at the time, I found myself suddenly going from having one baby and my partner who was also working to me suddenly finding myself pregnant and also the person who was the sole breadwinner. And because our situation was so dire in terms of finances and me believing I had to work extra hard to get by and me suddenly finding myself with morning sickness and struggling to work, which meant that our pennies were very much going down very, very quickly. We actually found ourselves having to shift. We were living at home with my mom temporarily. She was housing us so that we could just about get by and and try and keep our heads above water. And I felt so defeated. I I can't even tell you how defeated I felt just knowing that I have not one, but two lives to provide for three. If you count my husband as well, who we didn't know what his situation was going to be like. We generally didn't know if he was going to make it or not. Just to give you the heads up, he's in remission. He's really healthy. He's really like good now. We now have three babies, not just two. Like life is very full, but knowing that I couldn't be the person that was providing for them, yet I was working so long and hard, I realized that something wasn't adding up. I realized that something wasn't working as it should be. And I could see so many people around me just completely thriving. I could see people who um, were just newer and starting up and they were suddenly just bouncing into these crazy places of like six figures, multiple six figures in their business. And I was like, how come I've been doing this now for years? And by this point, I'd been working freelancing for about four or five years by myself and then coaching for about a year. So I'd been working on my by myself for about six six-ish years and I still was struggling like majorly struggling and so it was then that I really started to look inwards and realize okay so what is it about these other people that is making them a success and I started to notice a pattern with my own clients that were coming into my coaching business and they were all looking for the strategies they were all looking for what they needed to do they were all looking for all the things that Um, they could put into place so that they could make more money. And I realized that some of these strategies were working for some people, some some weren't working for others. And the people that were making money in their business, the ones that were becoming really successful were the ones who really had this mindset around money and mindset around themselves and the way that this way that they showed up that was so different than the people who were struggling and I could see this in containers I was part a part of as well where I could notice a difference with me who was always struggling within containers never really getting the results I wanted to and others who just seemed to just get it it just seemed easy for them it just seemed like they could just make it really easily and it got to a point where I was feeling kind of bitter about the fact that all of these people were finding rapid success and I wasn't and at the time as well my my financial situation had got so bad and we, I know I shared this story with you before and and this stood out for you um it got so bad that I I even struggled in terms of doing like basic food shops and I was so money conscious that I actually had these spreadsheets where I knew where I could find the lower priced vegetables and the lowest priced pieces of our general food shop every single week so that I could split my shop between several different supermarkets in order to get the best rate like that's how like fanatical I was about how I was with money and how I was spending money and the fact that money was always running out and I had to be so careful with it And the biggest shift for me came from really exploring my money mindset and who I was being and really studying people who 
had wealth and who had money and, and noticing how they showed up, how they showed up differently than me, how they saw money differently than me. And that's what led me down an exploration that I just haven't stopped exploring since. And this is something I'm so passionate about helping others with now. It led me down this rabbit hole of discovering how you can become a match for more money, how you can become a match for more wealth and how you can create wealth in your business, how you can create unlimited wealth in your business in your way, in your most aligned way. Because I really found that it's never about what you're doing or how much you're doing. It's always about who you're being mm. behind your action that's ma that matters the most. It's the energy behind your actions that matters the most. That's what gets your results. That's what gets you receiving the desires that you want to receive. So for me, I ended up doing a money mindset course, which changed the trajectory of my life forever. And the Money Mindset course really showed me about embodiment and energetics and how when we walk as someone who is a match for what we want to receive, when we walk as someone who's the embodiment of the person who already has the thing that we desire, we move differently, we feel differently. And because of that, we receive something different. And ever since then, I've been on this journey where I've been leading myself in that embodiment. I've been touching in with who gets to be a match for what I want to receive? Who is that person? How does she feel? What kind of moves does she make? And then every day, one of my biggest practices is just really embodying her, showing up as her. And my whole world has changed since because of it. There's no more spreadsheets. There's no more struggling <laughs> to get by. There's no more working long, hard hours. There's no more being sheltered by somebody else. I own my own home now. I own my dream car. I get to donate so much money every single month to charitable causes. I love my income is just rapidly increasing all the time. The impact I'm creating is rapidly increasing. And it's all because of who I became and how I changed, not because of what I was doing. Yeah. That's such a powerful story. So powerful. And I think there's so many of us that can relate to those that money struggle where you're like, all right, the tomatoes are this much here, but they're on sale at this store. So if I go, yeah. <laughs> if I go to the store, I'm going to save 10 cents on the tomatoes. I, I used to tell other people as well. I knew, I knew where to go. <laughs> I mean, I've done that where I've taken the receipts and I've like made lists like, okay, this is what this costs. Mm -hmm. This is what this costs. And what meal can I make? That's the cheapest. If I add all these things together, I think it's so relatable. I think I think your story is so powerful because we are such a like a tangible society where we want, when we look at people succeeding, we see what they did. We're always a like, what, what was the action to get the tangible results? Like we're not actually thinking about how the person has changed, but we're always looking at, oh, she did X, Y, and Z. And so you get into business, like you want to start a business and it's always like the how-to, the strategy is going to be the thing. And then they wonder like, oh, the strategy didn't work, but they didn't pay attention to how the person had changed or the person showing up and is so different. And I've noticed myself like in my lowest money moments, like that feeling, but then when I get into overflow, right? Like, and how everything changes, like there's a peace that comes over me. I show up differently because mm -hmm. I'm at ease. I, I'm more excited. I'm more like risk-taking and ambitious because I, I don't have to worry about the money because the money's in the bank. Yeah. And then you do, you, the way you react and the way you lead yourself is so different in the different mindsets. And so I love that your story is really about you realizing and paying attention to seeing how people are actually, how they're leading themselves differently and not necessarily what they're doing differently. Yeah, fully. And I love what you just said then as well, because when we are in different mindsets, like when, when feel, things feel like they're going really well, like we do have that different sense about us. We have that sense of ease. We have that sense of like abundance. We have that sense of like everything is going incredibly well and it, and things just seem to get better and better and better when we're in that state of mind. Yeah. And yet when we're in the opposite, like it's so much harder and it feels so much harder. And for me, bridging that gap was the most powerful shift of my life. And if that's anything I could give to anyone ever, it's, when you know what that feels like, when you know what it feels like to be in that state of um, like ease and flow and abundance, like sometimes that happens because of circumstances and circumstances put us in that place. And we can milk that when we're there and we can milk that for everything and we can ride that. But sometimes we give ourselves over to circumstance in the negative way as well. So I love this, this differentiation, differentiate. 
I can't say the word, <laughs> differentiation, I think is the word, between circumstantial power and personal power. And this is one of the biggest things that I walk with with myself and, and with all of my clients. And it's, we can allow the circumstances to create who we're being. We can allow the circumstances to um, put us into a certain state. And then that state that we fall into, that state is what's then gonna attract to us more things that are a match for that state that we're in. So if we are in a state where we're moody and we're feeling the lack and we're um, feeling like things aren't going right for us, then we're going to be in a certain state. And that state is then going to be the state that we take actions from. And then those actions that we've taken from that state are then going to bring us back more things to match the state we were in when we took those actions. And so it's like this vicious circle. But then when things are going right for us, and then we take actions from that place and then things continue to get right. It's almost like our state's always constantly being controlled by the circumstances. And the bridge for me came down from, and this was the big change for me with my money mindset when I really went from nothing and shifted, shifted into having like overflow was that change didn't come from, um, that change came from me realizing that I could hold the personal power of who I was being regardless of the circumstances. Mm. So I held who I decided to be and then the circumstances changed for me. So I decided this is who I'm going to be now. And I, I started to look for the abundance, even though the external evidence was showing me other things. I held myself as someone who was in a different state. And because I held myself in a different state, things moved for me rather than I moved because of things. And that for me just changed how it changes now, even how everything goes. It's really easy to fall back into it. But when you know, when you're consciously aware of it, you're like, oh, I'm letting the circumstances affect my mood, good or bad. If it's good, amazing milk it. But if I'm letting them affect it bad, like who do I want to be instead? What do I want to believe about what's happening instead? What would that make me feel if that was true? And how can I own that and stand in my personal power and embody this so that the circumstances don't affect what I get to receive next? I get to affect what I get to receive next. Yeah, that's so powerful. That's such a great way of explaining that, um, the circumstantial versus personal power. I think like I think what it takes and people don't necessarily do this or know how to do this, it's really getting to know what you want to feel, who you want to be. Like it's, it's literally, you have to get to know your future self and yeah. really be aware of what it feels like. Like we're already aware what it feels like when things aren't going our way, when things feel icky, when we feel like we're lacking, when we don't see the evidence or we've tried so hard, we know what that feels like, but it takes getting to know what it's going to feel like so that you can keep going back to her and being her in every moment. And that's hard to do, especially if you've never had overflow in your bank account, or you've never had a client yet. You literally have to imagine what that's going to feel like and believe it's already happened. And that's really hard. But I think, um, I think the more you do it, it's like a compound effect. Like your unconditioning, yeah. our conditioning is definitely you react to your circumstances. Like that's how society works, right? This is how yeah. this is your circumstance and this is how you react to it. And that's our default setting. And as you said, like you keep having to remind yourself to know, I don't want that default setting anymore. I want, I want to take action from a place of it's happening for me it's happening, it's working, it, the money's coming, it's flowing, clients are coming, um, and having yeah. to remind yourself, it's, you know, it's kind of rewiring the default setting of my circumstances, or it's like a box, I have to be a part of my circumstance, instead of being, leading yourself and being in your power. Fully, I have this thing that really helped with that, because I feel like it's really hard as well to transition from like, being in that place of um, things aren't going well for me to certainty of things are going really well. Cause sometimes we can say things like affirmations to try and get ourselves pumped up and our unconscious minds going like, no, that's not true. <laughs> and like, we're, trying, we're trying it on and we're being like, no, I am someone who's successful. And then our minds just got like going, no, I'm calling you out on that. So here's all the evidence on how I, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I have this really like powerful transition game 
that I love to play when my mindset tries to call me out on on the certainty and surety. Like sometimes I can, the more you do it, the more that you know that this works, the more that you lean into personal power and realize that, that you can change anything by your state of being, the more evidence you build. So the more um, you believe in it. So it gets easier in time to do that, but it does take work at first. But the best transition for that I find I play is the what if game. Mm. So there's the, there's the where you don't want to be on one side. There's the certainty of what you do want to have on the other side. And then in the middle is the what if. And so one thing I play with, like you can do this if you're running a business as well with clients, like you can either be in, I don't believe clients are going to come to me, or you can be in full certainty and expectation that clients are going to come to you. If you don't believe they're going to come to you, how are you going to show up and how are you going to feel and what kind of actions are you going to take from that state? If you believe and fully expect that they're going to be coming in, that they're guaranteed to come in, how are you going to feel? How are you going to show up? What are you going to like? It's going to be different. Sometimes we can't move straight into that place of expectancy, especially when we don't have that external evidence consistently coming in to back up like that state of being is true for us. So for me, the middle ground is, is playing the what if game. And it really, you feel the shift in your energy. You feel the momentum building when you start going, okay, but what if somebody was on my checkout page right now? What if somebody was going to DM me today? What if someone found me today? They've never reached out. I don't know who they are. And they've come across my page and they're binging my highlight reels and they're binging my Instagram feed or they're listening to my podcast and they're like, oh my goodness, this is a person for me. Like what if that person's there? And instantly just from that state, you move into this, mm. this energy state of like, you just feel the energy shifting in your body and you're like, you have this excitedness around you. And even if you just stayed there in that bliss for a moment, that's enough. You don't have to connect it to anything else. That bliss is just enough for you to move into the state of like, that's probably the state you would feel if you received them anyway. And yeah. that moves you enough out of the state of what if they don't come for you to not be, um, for you to not be blocking what you want by all of that resistance. So you're moving yourself more into a path of least resistance of receiving, which is so much better than being in that place of what if it doesn't work for me. Yeah. I love that. That's such a powerful, I've been doing that lately. You know, you teach this a lot. You had an aligned to abundance program and you teach, like, if you have a goal that you want so many clients by the end of the month, like you have to hold the energy and believe that they're going to come, even if they don't show up and it's day 28 of the month and they're still, you, you still have to show up. And I, I say to myself now, you know, when I want to give up, what if one person is waiting for me to send one more email? What if one person is waiting for me to show up one more time to remind them of the program and they're going to buy? What if I show up one more time and write one more post and two people were waiting for that reminder? Like it's such a, it makes you want to show up because it's like, Ooh, what if, and I do that. And I, I reach the goal because I just showed up one more time. What it like it, kind of puts you into action because there's a possibility yeah. they're like waiting by their computer like I'm <laughs> waiting to buy it just I lost the email and I'm waiting for another reminder kind of thing um mm. and it does it change it does I love that it does change your your mm. mindset and it is like kind of the gap filler like you're not going from nobody wants my stuff nobody wants to work with me nobody wants it and nobody's gonna buy or to the other end, which is like, everybody wants to buy from me, everybody. And it's like the gap filler, but what if they do? Yeah. And then they do. And it's such a fun place to play in as well, just to do that because it just feels good anyway. But like what you just said as well, like holding out to the end, that's one of the hardest things I think for everybody to do in general is to hold out till the end for something. Like if you're in a launch of something, or if you've set yourself um, a goal, or you'd love to receive something like holding yourself out to the end is, is, it takes resilience, like resilience, and it really tests you emotionally. You really get to know yourself and where you want to dip out. And what's interesting though, is I'm a last minute, like I'm a last minute Larry when it comes to buying things. I don't know about you, but I leave things to the last minute. And sometimes I'm that person that messages the coach when things are sold out. And I'm like, oh, is it too late? Because like, I'm so busy like by nature that I sometimes I want to move and then I forget. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, oh no, I wanted to do that. And I've realized from being that person, that's really helped me as well with 
um, holding out to the end a little bit more because I'm like, if I'm like that and I buy last minute, then maybe so many other people are people that buy last minute too. And maybe so many other people need momentum building for them to be like, yes, this is the thing for me. Or like learning about human design was really powerful for me as well because I'm an emotional um, manifesting generator. So for me, like making a decision takes me a good 24 hours because I've got to really ride a wave of like, I feel really good. Now I'm in the depth of doom and gloom. And now I'm like in a place where I can kind of make a decision that feels okay. And so that's really helped me because I realized why I'm someone who takes a while to make decisions and why I usually jump in last minute. And so that's helped me to hold out longer because I'm like, if I'm that kind of buyer and I'm that kind of person who um, needs that time to make decisions, then if I honor those people in, in my um space when I'm showing up and presenting my offer I know there's some people they just need a little longer they just need a longer to make a decision they just need to really lean back into themselves more and some people might be last minute like me so I just I hold out for them I never used to (laughs) I'm a manifesting generator too and I ride that wave and that's a great that's a great um great point because people buy from so many different places, right? Like, and people come into your space from a totally different place. Like they react differently. They choose differently. Some are like impulsive. Some have to really guys have to ride the, like, I really want this, but I'm so excited. I have to wait a minute to make sure that it's, I'm not just like an impulse buy that I really mean it. Other people like everybody chooses. And I think we always think there's one way people see it and buy it but that's not Mm -hmm. how six billion people work in the world they don't all like see something and know right away (laughs) that they're meant to buy it I love I love seeing this as well like now I know more about human design and like my family dynamic and how how my family shops compared to me like it's so different for all of us well how we make general decisions about life is so interesting because some of us are like oh I really have to think about that for a moment and then others are like impulsive like you just said and straight in like I'm done and the same with people that come to work with me as well like seeing how they all jump in is the most fascinating thing because no one's the same everyone moves so differently yeah 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 I love I love all this (laughs) I love this conversation I think I think you bring up a lot of good points, even, you know, a lot of our, a lot of our world, our life is around money. I thought about this one day where I was looking around my house and everything, everything has been an exchange of money. And it's always an exchange of energy, like the computer, the candle, like my mug collection, right? Like everything you have has a value in money. And like, but people also like, it's an exchange of energy, which people coming into your world, an exchange of energy, people, money coming in. And you always have to be in this, like, you have to kind of like be open and clear. And I think you you say it, like, you have to just be open to receiving things from all different places, right? Like allowing things to, to come to you in like, it's, not blocking things all the time. Like your mindset blocks things. Like if you're in that circumstantial mindset of like, these are my circumstances, it can only, ha- it can't happen because of these. And you're actually blocking things from coming to you. And you can't really accept things from certain mindsets or certain perspectives. And that's one of the biggest, you know, if you want to make a big change and you want your business to grow and you want to expand you actually have to be more conscious of like how you're shutting things off and your fears shut things off, your perspective shut things off. Um, and I think that's, you know, with your journey, looking at your journey, like you've done a lot of that, like opening yourself up to receiving and to, to being in the energy of receiving. Like it has to be, a, as you said, it has to be a match for what you mm-hmm. desire. You can't yeah. be repelling what you want all the time. All right. <laughs> receivership have, has been such a journey for me. And I feel like receivership, if you aren't attracting in like the clients you want to attract in, the money that you want to attract in, I, I do feel like a lot of that comes down to how you feel about receiving or how open you are to receiving. And this is such a pattern I've seen with myself and with so many of my clients coming into my world where sometimes we attach like receiving clients or receiving a money to things like our own worth or our own value or sometimes the way that we receive things like a gift and we feel bad for it and we feel guilty for it if we receive it or if we receive like a compliment from someone we like shun it off and we shake it away and it's like how we receive something is such a mirror of 
how we feel about receiving in general. And I have noticed that it's different in different areas. Like sometimes we can be really good at receiving in one area, like we can receive things for free, but we can't receive people paying us. Like we can receive um, helping people for free, but the thought of them paying you money, like why couldn't you receive that? Or um, sometimes we can receive a gift, but we can't receive someone paying for lunch for us or something like that. Like how we receive, like really lean in. Like if, if you feel like, if you look into and explore the areas of receivership in your life, like how you receive compliments from people, how you receive intimacy with people, how you receive money, how you receive clients, if it doesn't feel like, ah, I'm so excited. Yeah. Or like, thank you so much. That's amazing. Or yeah, of course you can pay for dinner. Thank you. Or this gift is amazing. I'm so grateful that you got this. Or yes, of course you can pay me for this service. Or I'd love to support you. Like if those feelings aren't coming up, then there's something to be shifted there. Like there's something to clean up in your energy because sometimes you can be unconsciously repelling something from coming to you because of the discomfort of receiving and that's going to look different for everybody but I usually find that there's something there whether it's a level of money that you don't feel comfortable of receiving um, whether it's um, a certain type of client that you don't feel comfortable receiving but you'd love to work with that type of client like there's always something to do with receivership no matter what level you're at that when you move through it you almost like open up the floodgates it's a bit like having like a blocked plug and you're kind of like removing like all this um, crappy stuff that's got like blocked in the plug and as soon as you do the water can flow through again that's such a that's a great point yeah yeah I think receiving is really hard. I noticed a pattern with me recently and it did depend on my mental state because I've been practicing the receiving. Somebody gives me a compliment. I'm like trying not to feel so uncomfortable with it. But then I started to realize it depends also what I was feeling about myself. Like if I was in that space of like, everything's going wrong, nothing's working, I'm tired, I'm exhausted. And somebody gives me a compliment. It is even more uncomfortable because they've already like, I'm in such a, but when I'm like, life is going good. And somebody's like, oh my God, I love your podcast. I'm like, oh my God, that's good. Thank you. Cause I'm in that space of like, I, I feel good about my podcast. I feel good about my business. I feel good about the people coming through my podcast. Right. And, and becoming clients, like I feel good about it. So somebody complimenting me, I'm in a better state to accept it, but mm-hmm. it depends. Yeah. If you're, it's like, um, am I worthy of it moment? Am I worthy of it in this moment? Am I worthy of who's bringing it to me? Am I worthy of where it's coming from? Um, I think a lot of people are so uncomfortable with receiving compliments, Mm -hmm. gifts, money, clients. It's such a, I think, I think it's a part of like society in a way. They can't go to be humble. Yeah. They can't be like, bring it on, bring me all the money. I want it all because that's like a bad thing. I remember recently I started walking around going, oh my gosh, I love money. And at first it came out of my mouth on a phone call with my dad. (laughs) Never said the words, I love money before. And we were in a conversation. He's like, you know, you don't want to have too much money because you wouldn't be able to handle it. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I love money. And I was, I literally stopped walking and I was like, oh my God, that was like weird. (laughs) I just said, I love money. (laughs) I've never said that before. And I was like, I want more, I want more money. And that was like, even my dad was like, really, you want more money? See, that's, that's such a shift as well. Like if you felt that and you've never been someone to say that before, that's such a shift in your relationship with money. And I feel like when you have those shifts, like you'll receive something so much differently because of it. And that for me as well was another big shift for me, especially in receivership of money was seeing money. In fact, just viewing money in general, as if it, if I, as if it was someone like if money was a person and I was in a relationship with money how am I perceiving money if money was a person? And what's my relationship with money when it comes to receiving money? And that was such a powerful shift in terms of, okay, if I'm a, at the time I was afraid of money to come in because I was afraid to receive money. Cause if I received money, then money would just go away again. And like the fact that you just said, like, I love money. Like when I started to love money and really like honor money and really um, see money as if it was its own person that just like, as if you're a best friend or you're in a relationship and it's just like, how would you see that person? Like if you 
um, always like trusted they'd be around. You always trusted they'd come in to support you. You always trusted that they would be there for you. You loved hanging out with them. You loved, you loved like spending time with them and going and doing fun things with them. Um, you also loved like doing the serious things. You knew serious things yeah. needed to be done with them at the same time. Like serious conversations to be, were to be had but you didn't hide from those conversations like you had them like all of these things like seeing money as a person changed the way that I received money for like drastically and quickly yeah do you think that was a big piece of stepping into who you wanted to be yes fully fully and I felt like that had such a knock-on effect on um how I was walking as well because like you like you just said like um you just said something just now that I was going to tap into about that, about like receiving compliments and stuff. The, the, when we start expanding and receiving more, it's almost like we become seen more. We open up more, we hold ourselves bigger. And that bigness that we sometimes step into can be really terrifying, like really terrifying. It can feel vulnerable. It can feel exposing, but it's from that bigness when we, when we really allow ourselves to claim what we want and not just say, I want this, but we show up for it and we open up to receiving it. When I say we move differently, it's almost like we have to open up and like take off some of our shells and it leaves us feeling really vulnerable. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah, I think you brought a good point because, you know, we often think of like people, people like to stay small and don't, I don't, I only want you to see this much, but really the big, I think, fear is that when you open yourself up and you're seen, you're allowing yourself to receive so much, not just attention, not, yes, there's a ju- fear of judgment part to it, but when you stand out and you are fully yourself, there is that that soul level knowing that then you can receive everything. Yeah. And that is, that's like stepping into the next level you to fully yeah. be like, here I am. This is how I want to help the world. Here is what I have to offer. And the possibility is that you open yourself up to receiving more than you could ever have imagined more money, more clients, more joy, more, more security, more overflow, more everything in that moment of stepping out. Mm, I think, I think it might have been aligned to abundance that I shared this, this in where I shared the task about um, receivership of like, you can test in the physical world, like how people perceive you when you open yourself up to receiving and, and the same gets mirrored back when you do this online. And that's such a powerful thing as well for testing, like your comfort of receiving. Yeah, is this, I share it quickly? You t- yeah, yeah, yeah. This is when you were online at the grocery store. <laughs> Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> so I first, I first discovered this when I was uh, in in a queue during um, the lockdown when we all had to queue to get in stores and there was those long lines and I was in the queue to get into a grocery store and I was just being like in this queue, not wanting to be there. I was really closed off. I was really like in a bad mood, like, oh, don't want to be here today. Don't want to be queuing. It was a great day. And the queue was really long. And I remember I was holding myself like so closed off and somebody came and bashed into me and then they looked at me as if it was my fault. And I was like standing right against a wall with nowhere to go. And they just hadn't seen me. I'd been so closed off. They hadn't seen me. And I was really grumpy. And um, I was like, how dare this person bash into me? And they were probably thinking the same thing. How dare this person be there? And I was just in a bad mood. And I realized like we just received each other because we were a match for each other. We were in the same level of receivership. He didn't see me. I didn't see him. He bashed into me. We were both in a bad mood. We both blamed each other. Like the way that we received that situation was so different. And it was in that moment I decided I'm going to just play around with like different ways of like how I'm holding myself and see how people respond differently to me. And I'd been in the queue for a while and I started to um, hold myself differently. I I decided I'm going to open myself up and hold myself as someone who's like really abundant and really like just joyful and happy to be there. I didn't change my face. I didn't change like too much of my physiology. I didn't like stand with my hands and my hips and like Wonder Woman pose and like really stand out. But like I felt a shift within myself. So I shifted within myself like I declared like I'm open to receiving and I could feel like my shoulders moving back. I could feel my body language like shifting and me standing a little taller and it felt really uncomfortable. It felt really open. And within seconds, like it wasn't even funny how quickly this happened. I had people like starting conversations with me. I had somebody who um, they walked past me 
and they stopped to ask me directions like there's this whole long queue and this person stopped and they directly asked me I wasn't making eye contact or anything but they pulled me out of the crowd to ask me directions for places and then there was um, somebody behind me who randomly decided she wanted to start a conversation with me and then there was somebody who decided they wanted to let me in front of them in the queue so that I could go in the shop like faster and like all these things started to happen because I was suddenly different I was holding myself differently and people responding me to me differently and this is my husband was in the car as well like laughing like what the hell is doing because he could see myself like playing around with like how I was standing and holding myself and he was just sat in the car because we could only go in one at a time and he was like I can see what you're doing is messaging me he was like I have no idea what you're doing but you look ridiculous right now because I was just like shifting how I was being um and when I went now whenever I go to the shops I, I generally use this as like a, a good place to practice mm-hmm. um receivership and holding myself as someone who's who's bigger and more open to receiving and the way that people perceive you and the way that people receive you is is so different and I'm someone who naturally does curl up I'm very shy I'm, I'm I've always been someone who's quite which you wouldn't believe if you see me online I'm quite shy I've always been someone who's quite like introverted and I used to be extremely self-conscious and this like it feels so edgy when you do this but you feel people respond to you differently and when you show up online in the same way people are responding to you differently even if you can't physically see it like it happens people are seeing you differently and that's the difference with you showing up as well like on your stories or on your feed and you just show up as you usually do like in your general nurse and sometimes people show up in a really small way like really small and hidden without even realizing it but when you step into more of an expansive space when you open yourself up when you become bigger when you hold yourself bigger you feel vulnerable posting the same things you've always posted you feel like this sense of openness when you post the same things even if it's not like it's not anything different sometimes it might be different but you feel different you feel this different sense of energy and you always receive something different on that level yeah 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 you're at a new level of exposure Mm. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes testing that physically and like seeing the logical evidence that it happens, even in like a physical world where you're going out and about, like if that translates to online and you want to show up and be seen by more people and you want more people to see you and you want to stand out and you want to receive more, how are you showing up? Are you being small? Are you, an, are you not open to receiving like compliments? Are you not open to receiving um, people coming through because you're afraid of them? Um, like, paying you your rates or you're afraid of like not delivering what what like the best work that you can or all of these different things that sometimes come up for clients that I work with and it's like when you step into that bigness you receive differently and also you meet those edges of you and those stories come up and then you get to move through them and you're like oh I can see that it feels uncomfortable for me to receive this it feels like it doesn't it feels like I'm at an edge right now of receiving this. How can I move through this old story? How can I shift this? How can I hold this bigness so that I get to receive what I want to receive? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The intention of wanting to receive something back from what you put out there, as opposed to putting it out there, but so unsure if you want to receive anything back. Mm. I've noticed that even in my my evolution, where I'll have a program that I'm not 100% loving and I put it out there and it doesn't really get much reception. And I'm kind of like, because I don't really know, I'm not really as confident with it. I'm not really sure what the transformation will be, or I'm not sure I want to host it, but then there's the things I put out there and I'm totally in it. And I'm like, this is the thing is when they come in. When I'm like, I noticed that even with um, my podcast this season, I've really changed the energy of it and how I'm showing up in it and how much I believe in it. And this season alone, I've had so many people that have searched and found the podcast and have joined my Facebook group or her sign up to be a client that's never happened in the three years I've had a podcast but it was because I decided to fall in love with the podcast and share like what I feel really good about so different right three years of having a podcast and nobody's come through <laughs> from it and I you know it's the energy I put out I'm okay because I I'm a, I feel good about what I'm putting out there I want people to feel it I want it to go out there and it's such a difference Mm, the energy behind what you do is everything I think that's one of my favorite things to say like the who you're being and the energy behind what you do is everything everything Everything. and again it's not that tangible and I think this is it's so hard in the physical world (laughs) because we're a lot of people are mostly in the physical right they're not really connected spiritually there's not like 
they're either very, very spiritual, <laughs> very, very yeah. earthly. And there's, there's like an in-between of both. And you have like, our lives don't just happen at the human tangible level. They happen at the spiritual level, the growth level, the internal level. And mm. I think we, I don't want to say we dismiss, we don't see what happens behind the, behind the scenes in the non-tangible, the beliefs, the thoughts, all of that. Fully. And I think this is, this is such a human thing as well, where we, it's almost like we need to know, but yet there's so many things that we do trust, but it, we never trust things like that when it's for us. Like we trust that there's Wi-Fi right now, like connecting us together, but we, we can't can see it. it. We can't see how it works. <laughs> we trust like we're going to turn on the light on the wall and the electricity is going to work, but we don't necessarily know how it's going to work, but we trust it. But when it comes to ourselves and when it comes to us, like trusting like our state of being is going to affect like what we receive, we're like, Oh, I'm not so sure. Like I need to, I need to have all these strategies in place. I need to have all this like physical stuff and measurable stuff in place so I can measure it and see it. And it's like, it's that level of trust and letting go and surrendering and being like, no, I'm going to trust like who I'm being is going to create a different result. And the first few times that you do this, it's, it's, it takes resilience in your in like how you're holding yourself. And then as the evidence starts to stack up, like I said earlier, like it becomes like, you're just a whole new way of living. Yeah. Just like, I can't imagine now going back to anything else. And you always find yourself going as well. Like, oh, so that didn't go how I wanted to. And instead of going straight to like, what did I do? You go to, who was I being? <laughs> and it's always the first thing. And you're like, oh, and then you check that first before you check the actions that you took. And you're like that for me, I was very much someone who was very masculine, very my heavily masculine strategy, always needed the logical, always needed the practical, always needed the structures, always needed the know-how. Or And I'm a, a, I don't know how many people who follow you know about human design, but I'm a one three as well in, in my lines in human design, which means I'm an investigator and an experimenter. So like I have this thirst for knowledge where I just have to know stuff before I move and then I experiment and then I have to know more and know more. So it's like an endless quest for knowledge. Yep. And I always needed a no before I did. And now for me, the really leaning into it's who I be and then what I do has been the hardest but most transformational thing for me because now I'm more in my feminine than ever and if you told me that two three years ago that I'd be someone who's very much operating in um more of a on a on a spiritual like energetic plane than in the physical I would I would have been like I don't understand you yeah. <laughs> yeah it's true it's true I often think I often say you know especially lately you know people are always online going I want the next strategy and somebody's selling me this is how I got ten thousand dollars a month and it's like yes but you what they're showing you is where they saw the evidence that they had ten thousand dollars a month but they're not showing you the evolution of how they got there so mm-hmm. they're not showing you who they became that that strategy worked in that moment, that masculine strategy, energy strategy, they, they're, they're saying this is when it started working. I'm going to show you how to do that. But they didn't show you that they had to evolve to get to that one strategy working. That's yeah. not just the strategy works because you did it. It's because you became the person that that strategy worked for. And so mm-hmm. people are always looking for the strategy, but the person teaching the strategy is forgetting to tell you all of the evolution of who they became <laughs> happened behind the scenes to get there. And I think it's it's really kind of like backwards because we think we have control over, I can do a tangible and see a result. And we, we think I have control of that. I have control of doing this task to get a result, but really you don't have control over getting the result from the task, but you do have a, you do have more control over who you're being fully in the moment than you ever do from doing a task and expecting a result. Mm. And also like, and and this is one of the biggest things as well that I always lean into with clients is like, if they're moving, if they're doing tasks and they're they're doing tasks from a place of like lack and they're doing tasks from a place Mm -hmm. of, um, I'm, I'm always like doing, I'm doing to get, which is also like a state of lack. Like I'm, I have to do this or else I won't receive like kind of state of mind or like, if I don't do this and this isn't going to work for me. 
then they're moving from like this state of lack rather than like if it was already guaranteed like how would you be feeling about doing that task would you still do that task and if you would and like you knew it was something that was going to be incredible for you like the result was going to be incredible for you what's the energy difference that would that would be behind you doing that task and when when you are doing things in your business and you're doing them from um, a certain state of being that isn't a, like, isn't a match for what you want. I call it, a, I call it an energy leak. Mm-hmm. And when you're doing something from the state of being, that's a match for it, then you're fully moving in alignment, but it's those energy leaks where people get so caught up. And then the, when, when it doesn't work for them, when it doesn't work out for them, like you said, they go for the next strategy. What's the next strategy I can implement? What can I try next? Who else is doing something really well? And, and how are they doing it? Let me see if I can try that. And it's not even a case of shifting to the next strategy. It's a case of how do I want to do it? And how can I get my belief behind the fact that this is the way and my energy behind the way, the fact that this is guaranteed and how would I show up if I knew it was going to work for me? How would I feel if I knew it was going to work for me? Or at least move yourself to the what if state in between. Yeah, yeah. And the best way you, I mean, if you think about it, the best way to know if it's an energy leak is if it obviously drains you, right? It's sucking mm-hmm. your time. It's like making you frustrated. It's getting you back into lack mindset, but all your actions should be energy boosting, like the right actions, the aligned actions, the ones that light you up, that are going to actually show off the best of you that you're open to receiving. Cause you know, you trust that it's going to work. It really actually should add more energy. And so you should just want to keep doing it and to keep doing it and keep doing it. Cause it's working and I'm excited and I love doing it this way. And it shows more of you and your energy and kind of sends out that vibe of like, oh, she's, she's got what I want to be a part of. Yes. Fully, 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 fully. Yeah. Oh my gosh. This was such a good conversation. (laughs) Love it so much, so much. Any other tips that you would share? Oh, um, I really just feel like we've covered like the most powerful things, like who you're being, just who you're being is everything in general. And like, if you were, if you were to move as if everything was guaranteed to work for you, or if you were to move from the state of what if it did work out for me, like, how would you show up if, if, if anybody and everybody just embodied that as much as possible on a daily basis. And even just for five days, 10 days, like so much would shift in your life. It would be seriously magical and enough external evidence to prove to you like that state of being is just such a great place to be in yeah yeah and I think the most important thing to remember is that you always have a choice like neither one like if you think about it either one can be possible because you can find evidence for either one Mm. so it's not as if you're wrong like so in either case right like because you create your future so at any given point like which one would feel better to believe it that it would that it's going to work out and it's all, it's all done in the future and you're successful in the future and it's happening and it's working or it's not, you you get to hold whichever one you want in this moment, you get to Mm. lead whichever one feels better. And I don't know, I would rather, I'd rather lead myself with it's working and uh, yeah. I think, I think also like the only thing I'd add to that as well is, is it's, it's easy for us to stay in that state of being for like day one, day two, mm-hmm. sometimes even day three. But my, my favorite analogy to use is it's a bit like going to the gym. It's like when we decide we're going to go to the gym, we really want to like, we're going to become this healthy person now who works out and exercises and we're shifting our body. It's like day one, we have the momentum to go. We're like, yes, I'm going, I can do this. And we're in a state of like, I'm going to the gym. Day two is the same. But like, it's when it's those days, like day three, day four, day five, day 10, when we're like, oh, I don't want to go. I'm aching. I can't see the evidence it's working for me yet. It's like, who are we going to be then? Are we going to be the person that's Mm. resilient and we shift ourselves back into the state of no, you know what? I'm going to believe this is working out for me. And you rehold it on those days where it's hard. Like when you go to the gym, sometimes you're lifting those weights and you're like, this is really hard. Like this was easy on day two. And, but it's like that commitment and devotion to know this is my desire. I know that who I'm being is going to be what's going to bring me closer to my desire. It's going to bring my desire to me. If I know that who I'm being is going to bring it to me, then how can I just 
shift myself back? How can I shift myself back even when it's feeling really hard today? Just like when we go to the gym, it's like we have that choice. Do I go today or not? Because it feels really hard to get up today. Do I want to go? Well, how devoted am I to having my desire? Do I want to have an off day today? If I do, that's completely fine. Nothing bad's going to happen. It's just an off day. Or do I want to go from a place of devotion? And when we shift ourselves into that state, it's like, we give ourselves the choice to show up. Like, do I want to show up from devotion or do I want to have an off day today? And that's fine. Yeah. Like that permission that we give to ourselves is such a powerful, like it just really empowers us to go, you know what? I'm going to make whichever decision I want to today, but it's all going to be good. Yep. And then it's easier to, to re-embody again. It's easier to connect back with the person who gets to be a match for what we want to receive again. When we, the longer we can hold ourselves as it, the easier it becomes just like we go into the gym like eventually like the weights that we're picking up they become normal and then it's on to the next thing and it's a bit like receiving your desire it's like you embody it until it becomes normal for you to hold and when it becomes normal for you to hold it's it's yours it's there so our desires when we embody them it's normal for us it will show up with a weight like you pick up the weight and then when it's normal for you like you've mastered that weight and then it's on to the next thing And it's just remembering like, who do I want to be on the days when it's hard? And who am I going to be on the days when it's easy? And, and how can I either make myself the same on both those days and still show up regardless in that embodiment? Or if I don't want to, and I want to give myself a rest day, how can I make that okay for myself too? Yeah. So that you're still in that state of like abundance with it and embodiment with it. Yeah. It's choosing the meaning you give to the hard days and choosing the meaning sick. If you get an injury, it doesn't have to mean that your dream's not going to happen. It just means you have an injury and you need to adjust or you get sick and you can't work out or whatever, you know, like it's just that, or you, maybe you gain weight instead of lose weight, right? Like you, you can give the meaning that it's not working or you can give the meaning that it's just not going to happen. Yeah. It's still going to happen. Right now it's not looking the way I want it to, but doesn't mean it's not going to, but if I keep Mm. showing up, eventually it will, because I keep showing up and doing it as if it just is, as if it just is. And eventually it gets easier in the hard times because Mm. you've learned how to reframe and you've learned how to not give meaning to it. And you learn that you can have bad days and still succeed at the same time. It could, it could, it could really suck one day and you can cry and stay in bed one day, but you could still get up and go do what you want, you know, what you desire to do in order to have the desired result. And it can still also be successful. Yes, fully. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, I love this conversation. <laughs> I feel like you and I can talk. <laughs> I feel like we could talk forever. Uh, thank you so much. You're such a wealth of knowledge, wisdom, insights. Um, yeah, so much, so much to unpack here. I think this is one of those episodes that people will listen to over and over again. Hopefully, I know I will. <laughs> Thank As a reminder in my ear all the time. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me on as well. I've been so grateful to be a part of this. Yeah, so tell everybody where they can follow you. So you can follow me on Instagram at Chloe Lavanna, and that's where I usually hang out the most. That's where you can find all the latest things that I'm sharing. I'm also going to have my own podcast coming out soon, Empowered and Rising, the podcast. I'm so excited about that. That's going to be launching actually this month. And all the information about that as well will be on my Instagram page. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you all for listening. We will see you all next time. Hello, lovely. I am so excited to announce that the doors to Qualified are now open. This is an eight-week group coaching mastermind experience designed to help you overcome imposter syndrome, ignite your confidence in your knowledge, gifts, and skills, and get fearlessly visible in your business. This is where I guide you to lead yourself in your business from where you are right now, building on what you already know and allowing those skills to attract in the the success you desire. When you become unwaveringly confident in your own qualifications and all you offer in your business, when you can feel like an expert in your field, even without having any clients, that becomes your magnetism to call in your dream clients and your dream success. 
as well as open doors to endless possibilities and opportunities. In this program, you'll leave behind comparisonitis and imposter syndrome and limiting, limiting beliefs so that you reframe your mind to be so connected to who you are and your unique gifts that you bring to this world and to your clients. This program is all about self-leadership, confidence, and magnetism. This is where you show up and say, here I am, world, this is what I offer. <laughs> this program is for women that are either aspiring business owners or one to two years in business that no longer wanna feel like they don't have enough or they don't know enough to be successful, who wanna confidently talk about their offers and how they help their clients, who wanna stop second guessing everything they put out into the world, the posts, the videos, the podcasts, the offers who are ready to step into their goddess level confidence. This is going to be a very powerful group coaching program. It is eight weeks. It includes eight group coaching Zoom calls, a private Facebook group for support coaching and sisterhood, and six training videos that will radically change how you see yourself and what you offer this world. So I am so excited to launch this program. If you're interested in joining, click on the link in the description right here in the podcast. I look forward to seeing you and qualified and I'll see y'all next time.